everybody, we are live on the air. This is Unrestricted Paranormal Show. I uh, do with Dan Hallright and Drew Elsworth. And uh, if you notice, our guest isn't here yet. We're all running behind. Nothing new, nothing nor- nothing unnormal. <laughs> so uh, we, we'll talk a little bit. He's on his way. We're, we've got Dr. Michael Lynch with us tonight. We always love having uh, the doctor on. He's always got great topics. I know he sent me a link. Uh, a couple of days back, and uh, the link was about the uh, alien um, signal message that uh, happened in the UK in 1977. Those of you who don't know about it, just go up on YouTube, type in UK alien message 1977, and I'm sure you will find probably half a dozen or more uh, you know, versions of it. I've seen it before. I've listened to the whole thing. I was telling Drew when we were offline, isn't it funny that the alien has a British accent? Now, I already, I already hear you UFO people getting all up my, all up my shit and then all up my shorts and whatnot. Um, and saying that, well, you know, if, if it went out to different people across the world, why wouldn't they use that person's dialect? Okay. I can understand using the dialect. I, I get that. I get that could be a feasible question, right? But it only happened in in the in the United Kingdom. That didn't happen here. Didn't go worldwide. Had this been a thing that interrupted, you know, every, no matter what the hour of the day or night or morning it was, and it went over everybody's videos and TV, every channel, um, you know, that'd be one thing. But they didn't. It didn't do that. And we'd like to welcome our guest, like Doctor Michael, Michael Lynch. I see him. I'm here. I'm here. He's here. He's here. He's here. I'm here. I just. Oh, wait a minute. I understand now. Okay. This is serious. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to dial you in. I I have lost power all day. I have had no internet, no power, nothing. So um, I'm here now. I'm. Where where do you live? I asked you that before. Yeah. St. Louis. St. Louis, well, Missouri. Well, there you there, go. Well, well, there you go. You know, and um, my I'm have Spectrum Internet, uh, not a sponsor. Uh, so if there's <laughs> some delays or problems, sorry about this. Sorry. Okay, this is the second time this has happened. I I just can't. Okay. Man, I can't really live with it. So what's going on? What are we talking about? Well, I'll we were talking about here. the link that you sent me. You must have the speakers on because I can hear myself on. back. Oh, okay. But it's just a second. No, no. Like coast to coast. Turn it's your like radio coast down. Coast. Turn your radio down. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Oh, wrong way. There we go. Okay, now we go. Now this we're. Is, every time we have you on, it's magic. Adventure. I love it. You sent me a link. It is. It is definitely. You sent me a link about. Um, welcome to the show, by the way. We were already live. I figured you'd come in when you were ready. Yeah. And we were talking to I'm the, sorry, yeah. No, we're talking to the folks about uh, this interrupted single uh, that happened in 1977. Uh, and uh, it was in the UK. Now, it only happened in the UK, as far as I know. So I posed the question, and I, I beat people to asking other questions of me, such as, well, you mentioned, Dan, that it only spoke in a British accent. You can, you can hear it. Okay, you can hear it. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, had this gone over everybody else's television, 
across the planet. Then I could see oh, it coming out in different right. dialects and accents and all sorts of stuff, right? But it only happened in the UK. Right. Now, now, so there's my answer to that. I then tr was getting ready to answer mm -hmm. the other question. It is, well, if it only appeared in UK, then that's why it's using a British accent so that people could understand them. You know, and okay, you you could yeah. say that. Yeah. You could say that. I'm just not a I'm yeah. just not a believer. Makes I think sense. this was perpetrated by somebody. I don't know. I don't know. You're here to talk about this. I'm I'm here to ask you about it. I don't know what I thought of that <laughs> because I've seen I've been aware of that for for many years. You know, that's made the rounds. Mm -hmm. That's just like uh, other things that have hit the UFO community. Where do you stand out? I mean, do you think there's some legitimacy to this to this thing or what? Um, yeah, I think it's uh, pretty legit. The overall problem is that it only, well, there was two broadcasts. One was in the 1920s or 30s, and it was over radio. And all of a sudden, the stations just went off the air, and a voice comes on <clears throat> saying, um, God is going to be with you over the next few days. And then it just that voice just disappears and no one knows where it came from. No, none of the broadcasting agencies did that. Everyone thought it was <coughs> hoax, um, but they could never narrow it down. And so here's one in America. And then when television is invented, we should expect, we should expect, um, you know, whatever is out there to be able to uh, go into our broadband or our analog system and be able to infiltrate it and and do it. Now, I mean, it's called hacking uh, today, but back in those days, it was just called uh, interference, broadcast interference, where you could take over a station uh, with just another uh, bandwidth uh, crossing in front of the antenna or transmitter. And, and back, oh, World War II, Vietnam, a lot of people were trying this because they could buy the equipment for broadcast uh in commercial in commercial trade so um i think that was correct now there's a, been another situation down in south america where they got a voice um it was sounded um re, uh, artificial kind of like um the stuff you see on the internet where you type everything in and it comes out in a voice and then that has happened down in South America a couple of times. But the one in England in 77, even today, now the BBC at that time only had three channels. You know, like we had CBS, NBC, ABC. Yeah. It was B BBC, BBC yeah, one, BBC, BBC two. It BBC was BBC three. three. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. 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 And, and, uh, and that was all the, the British uh, broadcasting was done i mean they didn't get up to six channels till close to the late 90s you know six six different channels and so it was bbc you know four five and six came online so so whoever was doing this had to have been inside the bbc trans you know transmission booth broadcast booth or cut into their broadcast uh via the old ways i mean with wires virtually wires you know tap into the tap in or hack into the broadcast antenna and then rebroadcast now the reason why i say this is because 
we were still using vacuum tubes in 77. I mean, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying there's a lot of yep. broadcast equipment out there and you, and, and you guys might be as old as I am, uh, that had tubes in it. And when I first got into TV, we were on, um, inch or two inch to, to three quarter inch, um, tapes. I mean, we did yeah. real to video tapes, yep. uh, videotape reel to reel. Sanford and Son was done on a two inch videotape and they would broadcast it and a person at the station would have to record it. So there's these guys running around your broadcast station at two or three o'clock in the morning and they're downloading uh, the shows and they're putting them on reel to reel. At that time, it was reel to reel. Um, the, the jump between film and video was during like the Jackie Gleason time. You know, and the Twilight Zone. So everything was shot in film and then broadcast. They had to adjust the, the broadcast so that uh, the 24 frames would, would jump up to 60 cycles and then they could they could broadcast it. So so a lot of stuff was in film transferred to video, you know, and then done that way. But on a live broadcast with Walter Cronkite or, you know, um, Mr. Chancellor or whatever, you know, Peter Jennings at that time, when you did a live broadcast, everyone was actually live. And so you're sitting in the news agency or the studio and you're just reading the news, you know, as you as it comes out. So there was no taping of the news or certain broadcasts. You just did a live. And so that's when this thing breaks in is during a live transmission which shocks everybody because they had to, someone had to have been recording it on reel to reel video or maybe a three quarter inch, but a reel to reel video in order to have recorded that, that information. So they recorded it at the broadcast stations so that they would not be arrested by the BBC telecommunications department of the ministry of defense, you see. Uh, for putting uh, frightening panic into the people. Now, this goes to the Brookings report where it says like um, uh, the War of the Worlds done by uh, Orson Welles um, was, was broadcast with the people into fear and panic. And so America said, we're never gonna have this again. So they, they stopped all that early, very early. And then uh, the British didn't really have any laws. Mm until it actually happened and then they said oh no this is a civil defense major you know measure we cannot uh you know have these things happen willy-nilly because it'll put panic into the people and all this other stuff so i think it was real i think it's a real transmission for on live tv that they had then to record for future reference but the weird part about it all is is that the message that they give out virtually is the same message that starts the new age movement you see so so it was, it was as if um uh some hippie not some hippies but from let's say 65 to 68 or whatever the new age movement start, was started it was kind of like the hippie movement but then the new age came into it where everyone would need to be harmonious vibrate on the right frequency love and peace you know uh meditate you know raise your frequency all this stuff is new age movement okay and it was as if it was 
not getting started according to somebody's plan. And so the aliens just came in and said, uh, we're going to jumpstart this. <laughs> you know, we're going to jumpstart this, break into the live broadcast and, and tell the humans, people of Earth, that we are here, you know, no matter what Lou, Lou Elizondo says, uh, they've been here for a long time and that they are watching our mental genetic evolution over a long period of time. And I think well, this was you... not a warning. It was just it was just something that they wanted to kickstart to jump the new age movement. And I got to we'll get back to this a little bit later, but I want to get you guys' idea as well. Well, I mean, my my thought is that that my question was was it was it legitimately alien? Uh, wow. Yeah. yeah. What's in this? Hang on. Yeah. Yeah. Was it legitimately alien? Is what I was trying to get out of my mouth. I know. Um, it's been a long yes. day. It's been a long day. So, you I'm know. Sorry. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm hearing it from you. That was my question. Um, I have some yeah. some other thoughts, but what do you think, Drew? You I know, mean, you you said you've heard it before, right? Yeah. Um, I always wondered, you guys remember back in the 80s when Max Headroom yes. infected the airwaves for a short yeah. time? Yes. Over, over yes. WTTW's broadcast of Doctor Who, yes. <laughs> now, I seem to remember somebody saying that they had pointed a a a uh, a dish that was powerful enough to cut in to the airwaves from the antenna, and I always wondered if it was not really alien, if that's the same process they used in the seventies in in the UK is is getting a, a, a even if it's just some what we nowadays refer to as a primitive hacker that was able right. to build a strong enough dish that they could fire the signal at the antenna to BBC and interfere with their transmission, but then quickly disassemble this thing, take it apart. So if somebody's up there on the roof looking around, they're not going to see this six foot satellite right. dish pointing right at their antenna. So or, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn or, on it. You know, or spaceship. Yeah, um, uh, you're right, Drew. You're well, you know, with cloaking right. devices and be, stuff, the ships just. Well, yeah, but the, but the idea is that you had to be physically <laughs> present in order to 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 do that. You had that's to what, physically be mm -hmm. there. And, that's a question and, I had too. And yeah. do that. Yeah, because mm, you know, if you're so, if we're gonna if we're gonna transversely, if we're gonna we're talking about it, if we're gonna transversely look at the technology from '77 as to what it is, you know, it was in the '80s. Right. There was still a jump, right. and so that's yes. what I'm asking Manual. you. You know, if if it Manual. was if it was fake, you know, what kind of power would it take to power a dish or to? Yeah, that's why I wonder. I wonder. That's all I'm asking. I just wonder because it just well, doesn't seem that it, it didn't seem to me it would line up with with 70, 1977 technology, unless you were on, it, like you said, Mike. Unless you were on your boots were on the ground in the studio. On the ground, right. At, right. Yeah, in the studio or at the antenna, at the broadcast tower. Okay, right. so so let's just hypothetically, let's just throw this out there. I've got my little UFO here. 
Uh, yeah, big one right there behind Yeah, I got a big one right <laughs> behind me. Okay. And let's say I have a tower. I'll use my reading glasses here. And a tower. Now, I, if, I, if I'm cloaked, like Drew said, and I can come up behind that tower and then adjust my modulation, broadcast modulation, to that analog frequency, then I could interfere with it. I could just use that to beam straight through, you see. But then when you're done, you have to fly away and hope that no one sees you or you're not picked up by radar. But at that time, I mean, we were really just, you know, we were still pretty basic. You had to have the switch. I remember going to the tower, a couple of the broadcast towers that I worked at, and that was a whole endeavor to drive out to the tower, climb up there, you know, change it, you know, shut it down, turn it back on, the whole nine yards, radio and television. So, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to play, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to play a little bit of this so everybody can hear this it, the best that you can. I'm yeah. going to try to play it over my microphone. It, it was Saturday, November 26, 1977 at 5:10 PM. Uh, United Kingdom, uh, mysterious voice who called himself Virilian of the Ashtar Galactic Command performed an illegal broadcast. I'm trying to block out that weird ass music. Uh, Broadcast on live television during the height of an evening news program. The transmission lasted for six minutes. The weird electronic voice, accompanied by a strange pulsating sound, echoes and eerie distortions, overrode the normal audio broadcast signal in order to recite lengthy statement warning viewers of impending global disaster should humanity continue to do what it was doing, I guess is what the... Let me get a little right. forward in this. So. All right, I'm going to... You know, I have always wanted to learn to play one of those things. Oh, oh, a theremin? Here we go. Just for the sole purpose of pissing my wife off. So in there, I hear a British accent. You know, that's all I was pointing out. Um, oh, I see. We come you to have been warned. Cheerio. <laughs> we come to warn of you the destiny of your race and your world so that you may communicate to your fellow beings. I don't know. I guess my other question is, why Great Britain? Since when? It's like a Doctor Who story. Since when is Great Britain? Yes. You know, been like um, the 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 errand boy for anything like this. That's another question. But it is weird. Everybody, go to YouTube. Okay, Mike sent me this. Uh, go to YouTube. It's under Alien Warning Message. Okay, you guys will be able to find it um, on Southern Television Broadcast UK, nineteen seventy seven. You'll you'll be able to hear it a little clearer than what I'm able to do tonight. But I've heard it before. I watched it again this week and and went through it shortly. And it, and it's it is, it's very interesting. It's like the the day the Earth stood still. It's the same message, you know that uh, you guys need to shape yes. up or, or ship out. I think is the message, right? Right. Uh, uh, 
in the old uh, television show, the in, the in Search of, In Search of with Leonard Nimoy. Yep. They yep. did a program on the Bermuda Triangle. And mm -hmm. as the radio host was taking calls about, you know, have you oh, had yeah, a strange yeah, yeah. event? Yeah, I remember this in right. Miami, yeah. Six, yeah, six telephone lines uh, went off at the same time. Mm -hmm. And the radio host is trying to patch into there. And then he finally gets one line. And there's a guy on the other end saying the Bermuda Triangle is a gateway or a portal not meant for human beings. And it's there on In Search Of with Leonard Nemo. So with radio broadcasts, I can see it'd be a lot easier. But with tele television broadcasts, you had to interrupt that signal. You had to match it and interrupt it. Okay, but telephone to get six telephone lines to go at the same time and be nothing on them except for one line, that's pretty direct. Now, let me go back to another scene. Up in um up in it's not Wisconsin, I know it's up there, Idaho, Wisconsin. There was a UFO that came in and and turned on the switches to ICBMs. Um, and then they turned them off again. And these guys, it wasn't Melbourne. Great Lakes Air Force. Naval Base. It was like around, yeah, Great Lakes Naval There you go. And they, the UFO would come in, and all of a sudden the switches to launch went up. They were ready to launch. And then after a while, mm -hmm. they were shut down again. Now, the Pentagon uh, thought this was dangerous, very dangerous, because these extraterrestrials could start a nuclear war and blame it on us because they had total access. But those systems at that nuclear base, at that silo, is the same as a telephone system. So if they could hack that, they could definitely hack the telephone. And it's amazing why, oh, okay. There was another case called the Friendship Case. The Friendship Case, it's in Italy, okay? And these guys said they would tap into um, a certain radio frequency that was not being used. And this guy would kind of scan the dial until he got this frequency. And what it was was just a dead, it was just a dead sound, just no sound at all. We call it dead sound. And then when he found it, a voice would come over and he would actually hear this. Now this was all in Italian. So the extraterrestrials were speaking to him via the radio in Italian. So they can speak any language. I mean, I don't, they can do anything. I mean, I mean, from what these guys have said and by the evidence that we've collected um, throughout the MUFON industry or whatever, um, these, these guys could tap in, but, but it's a motive. The motive is you're going to destroy the earth. Okay. The motive is you got too many nuclear weapons or it's overpopulation. Mm -hmm. You know, there's right. always something behind these messages. So my, my feeling was, um, it was the new age movement. It was this pyramid power, this technical remote viewing, this, uh, quasi, new age movement of the um 
you know, of the of the spiritual warrior, you know, a, a, of the astral warrior, or whatever. It was. <coughs> and and if you go back and look at uh, the men who stared at goats, this is about that time. Yeah, we had but June Lund- we had June Lundgren on the show who was part of that program. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But see, that was, but they were trying to weaponize it. The military is trying to weaponize psychic ability. Okay. Which, hey, that's their job. I understand that. But it could have been used for so much more uh, if, if just put out to the people kind of thing. So what Ingo Swan did and a few other guys at Berkeley and Major Ed Dames, they kept it cloistered they kept it in a small confined unit they actually called it a unit and there's where joe mcmonicle and uh oh man courtney brown and a few other guys are in this unit and they're stationed all over the america so some of them are in dc some of them are in california some of them are in texas you know they're like different places and then what happens is we don't hear about this until almost 10 years or even longer until it was shut down or or renamed. I wouldn't say shut down, but renamed. And it wasn't until Major Ed Dames goes on Art Bell and says, I was the targeting officer for technical remote viewing. And Art Bell never even heard of this. Uh, John Lear, who's got all the UFO stuff in the world, didn't even know about this. And then all of a sudden, Everybody, you know, these guys are now retired from the military. They go out and they start their own uh, centers for technical remote viewing on how to uh, technical remote view and all this other stuff. The best technical remote viewer that they had at the time was a guy named, um, I'm not gonna say, it was either Charlie, not, I'm gonna say Charlie Price, but it may, maybe it was Raymond Price, Ray, Ray Price or something like that. And he was a retired police officer out of San Diego. And he was the best technical remote viewer they had. I mean, besides Joe McMonagle, but he had a near-death experience. He had a heart attack. So, so, so that is all in the '70s. I mean, if you want to look back to the early '80s when they discontinued Stargate. I mean, can we can we assess anything that's happened like that since? I mean, have we had yes something recently? You know that I'm not aware of. Oh, obviously. Okay. Now, anyone can look this up, and I want everyone to, you know, check my work. You can go on YouTube, and you can type in Tachyon Chambers. Tachyon Chambers. Okay. If you want to see the New Age movement go from the late 60s all the way through the 70s, and then die out in the 90s, and then come back, what happened in the 90s was everyone went to Pilates and yoga, and they got away from meditation. Uh, transcendental meditation, and they got away from uh, all that psychic stuff, you see. So they went into something more physical, and that was yoga, Pilates, aerobics, all that. Okay, so what happens is there's like a 10-year gap. We're just bottoms out. And then there's a guy that comes out in 2006, 2005, 2006, and and he has these tachyon wafers, now, these tachyon wafers are about the size of a CD, I guess. Yeah, about the size of a CD or DVD. And these tachyon wafers channel tachyon energy into the body. Now, here's the crazy part about it. Now, everybody back in the 70s, when I was growing up, everybody knew about pyramid power, you know, 
cosmic rays, um, all this stuff, right? And now they have these tachyon chambers. Guess what? There's a pyramid at the top of the room that comes down. And then they have two uh, glass sheets with some designs on them to harness the tachyons. And they put you in this chair with these four major crystals. And some of them use a five or six, these crystals. And they put you in this chair and you just sit there and you, man, it's like a Timothy Leary trip. People are, <laughs> people are getting healthy. Yeah. They're, you know, their, their but, brains are going to altered states. I mean, without any drugs, without any hallucinogens, nothing, you know, no, no marijuana, no peyote, no, you know, um, none of that stuff. And the weird part about it is they just walk in and they say they, they feel this energy. Well, if the tachyons are focused like a pyramid, uh, uh, a pyramid shape, pyramidal shape, I should say, well, they focus a little bit better and they resonate through the entire body. And they're called tachyon chambers. Now, this is like the antithesis of tachyon, pyramid power, new agey stuff, crystals, all rolled into one. And now you can go down to a tachyon chamber place, you know, sit in there for an hour and people come out and they have had almost a euphoric experience. Now, is this placebo? You know, is this placebo? I, I don't know. Okay, go ahead, Drew. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was uh, acknowledging Captain Caveman, but I did have a question for you. Um, I, I, I'm going to play the role of the skeptic real quick. And Dan, Danny knows oh, that's sure. probably the furthest away from my real personality you can get. Um, <laughs> with all of the warnings, with all of the uh, the messages with all now the government's finally started releasing declassified files on U, uh, UAPs and UFOs, everything else. If they've made all these threats for all these years, if this don't happen, we're going to do this. That, that, that. Why haven't they? Oh, they, they have. They have. Um, they're, they're probably going to do something very big very soon. And they have the total power to stop it. And they also have the total power to create it. So, you know, that, that, that puts us. But if you go back into the Billy Myers case, and I bring this up, but every time the, the Bajorans talked to Billy Meyer, it was control your population limited resources you can't have this many people running around oh yeah there we go got me okay. am i here yeah okay okay uh um, you know so billions of people on the planet are um destroying it you know that's the idea and every time the Bajorans talk to Billy Meyer, they, they bring up this fact. Overpopulation is the destruction of the earth, along with nuclear bombs, along with wars, you know, fossil fuels, things like that. And, and I think that they're, they continually to warn us about this, uh, even though we don't understand it. 
you know, they're talking way above our heads. And in 77 through, let's say, 87, with those 10 years, we did a lot of toxic research. We made plastics and carbon fibers and stuff like this that were so toxic to the environment that, that we didn't have any place to dump it. We, we had to dump it. And nuclear waste was escalating. The only reason why we have nuclear power is to create the nuclear base payload for an atomic bomb. That's the only reason why we have nuclear power. Well, now we have so much garbage, nuclear garbage, we, we have nowhere to put it. They're putting it in salt mines deep below the earth. Okay, mm -hmm. so, um, you know, maybe their advice was right. Now, okay, there's a video out. I, 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 I can say, I can tell you this. Um, it starts out in 1980, I think it is, 1980, and it goes to the year 2000. And it's a video that shows the heating trends of the earth between those years, about 20 years of heating. And it shows Missouri or, you know, the Great Lakes, uh, very temperate, very, you know, what we call normal uh, atmospheres, uh, not too hot, not too cold, and things like that. And then at the closer we get to 2000, you'll see this whole band across America, which is our rust belt, which is our uh, food belt as well, uh, start to reduce its size and becomes more barren. Okay, so so somewhere down the line, now not all of this is our fault. Your SUV is not really polluting that much of the earth. The problem is it's the sun, it's methane that's being that's being trapped under uh, Canada and Alaska that's being released. Um, the Hellstrom report came out in 1978. In 1978, there was a report that said as global warming increases, now this was in 78, uh, there'll be more and more insects and insects eat wood and produce methane. And so we'll have trillions and trillions of insects and their waste is basically methane, you see? And that's something we cannot control. Um, they'll get larger and they'll want more food. And so in Africa, you have these locusts that come through and eat everything. And then we're going to start seeing them in, you know, in America as well. Um, now, there's some ways we can combat this, but at the same time, it requires a time, 10 years, 15 years to turn it all around. And, um, you know, we just don't we just don't have the drive to, to turn that around, you know. So I one think the, some of these one of the viewers, Doctor, one of the viewers was asking if you had a link to that video. The one on the internet, YouTube? Uh, yes. Hang on. Let me see if I can find that. Uh, I'm going to go over here to... Uh, there it is. Okay. Um, you boys keep talking. I'll be right back. I got to grab, I got to do something real quick. Okay. Uh, right, let me yeah. see. I don't know how, I don't know how to, let me see. Let me just copy this. I'm just going to copy this link address and go over here. 
and how can I put it up on the board? Um, you should just be able to go down there um, to the bottom where you type in something at and uh, right click and oh, yeah, I see. say okay. uh, paste. Chat. It says chat with the person, chat with everyone in the studio. Is that it? Maybe. Um, okay. Well, down, right. at the, down at the very bottom where you type in your chat at, or type in your uh, remarks. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, that, that's the link right there that's a lot bigger than the one i had uh let me uh go back here i mean i'm going to pull up another window here because i'm going between going between uh two windows here so hang on with me this is just some logistics like i said i was my power was out so i had no power to about five minutes ago so oh wow that's okay. We didn't so, get a late. It didn't get a start to late too. So. Oh, okay. Well, I'm I'm very sorry. And my my uh, cell phone was dead, so that uh, that is definitely okay. Here we go. Uh, let me just see if I can copy this. No, I can't do it the way I want to do it. So I'll put it back in. Anyway, I hope that works. Um, let me. Oh, I yeah, it does work. It does work. Of... Yeah, it does work. Okay. Now, I put it in the chat, private chat. Maybe I should put it in comments. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I can't do that. Huh. I don't know what to do with it. So I, I put it in the private chat, and it does work. It would be a Twinkie, approximately 35 feet long, weighing 600 pounds. Yeah. That's a big Twinkie. That'll be a big Twinkie. That's a Tell big them about twink, Twinkie. But, uh, Tell them about twink. the Twinkie. Um, so, so what I'm, what my avenue on all this, and, I, and you go to my Facebook page, and I pulled up a bunch of old, tiny, black and white, and some colorized film. Um, from people in England and America and pilots and everything saying, you know, I saw something strange in the cornfield or whatever. Uh, just to get, remind people that this has been going on for a very long time, from Australia to Africa to America to the UK. Um, Ancient times, right? Yeah, times. yeah. The 50s and 60s and even people who did uh, still photography got something in the background while they were out on a picnic or whatever. And that happened in America as well. Uh, um, there was uh, this guy, I forgot. He was an American sailor, but they were off the coast of Puerto Rico, I think it was. And anyway, he had his camera with him. He's just an American sailor. And they saw something in the sky and he sits there and clicks off, I think like two or three photos. And it becomes one of the best black and white photos uh, of a large UFO that anyone's ever seen. Later on, you see the same UFOs uh, around Honolulu, um, so on and so forth, until the new models come out. And then that's what we call the Tic Tac today. Is well, I, I hear models. you. I hear you mention Billy Meyer a lot. Are you are you a believer oh, yeah. in Billy Meyer or? Because yeah, I, I well, man, you know, the controversy. I'm I'm one of those that's not yeah. quite convinced. Uh, well, I was a skeptic going into it. 
and um, there was uh, there was a I was a skeptic going into it, so I was trying to I was trying to tear his stuff apart. But the more I got into it, the more they were telling him in a very elementary language, like they were talking to a child. They were they were telling him certain things that were going to happen in the future. And when I got a hold of some other future predictions and I put those together, they actually meshed. And I go, oh, my God, this is just a billion to one odds that the futures would be the same. Now, all of our future comes from uh, a book of Henoch, H-E-N-C-O-H or something like that. Henoch, not Enoch, but Henoch. And then he is a Pleiadian that goes into our future a thousand or two thousand years, and he records all this, and then he gives those, then he gives that to a data bank. It's in a big data bank, so everyone out there in space you can log into that data bank and see our future, how it progresses. Well, he had supposed to have gone into the future, Earth's future, and seen what happens, and then went back in time to the moment just after he arrived on Earth, and I don't know exactly when that was, but then he, when he did that, he uploaded the entire encyclopedia of Earth's history. And Michael Horn, Michael Horn is Billy Myers' representative in America. And Michael Horn has written down some predictions from Billy Myers' notes. And 90% have come true. Now, there's a couple of things. This is a couple of things the Plajorans got wrong. And I can, I can pretty easily say that. But then there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff they got it right. So something has changed in Earth's history, but we don't know exactly where that change has gone on. Now, we think it happened when, okay, when W. Bush was elected, when W. Bush was elected instead of Al Gore, there was a dis discontinuity somewhere right through there because everybody on my side, psychics, paranormal investigators, did the did the research and we knew al gore won okay but w bush won over al gore so right then we got a feeling that something had been amiss well it didn't take too much longer on 9 11 before that mist shows up and michael horn can talk to you about how the Jordans gave them a list of things that will happen after 9 11. okay now he has a book out. I, I mean, I, I, do you think that they were saying that the message might have been that had had things happened with Gore that none of the bad things would have happened, or is it just you're just saying that there was just a change? It really didn't matter. There's just right. So what happens is, okay, W. Bush is elected, which is you know that's a democracy. But then what Al Gore does and what he did as vice president was he went all over the world with the U.S. Navy and collected uh, readings on how fast things were melting and how fast things were warming up. And he produces a DVD called The Inconvenient Truth. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If Al Gore had been, see, if Al Gore had been president instead of W. Bush, 
a lot of people are thinking like he would have curbed the pollution or changed the pollution standards and curbed our our pollute our pollutants. When W. Bush went in, just like Donald Trump, they cut back the power of the EPA so that corporations could just manufacture anything and dump it any, almost almost anywhere they wanted. You see, and then that's why we have chemtrails today is because of something W. Bush either signed or didn't sign uh, while he was president. And so if we think now going back, looking back on history, we look at Gore as putting together the right information, the right formula to tell the world, hey, we're, we're polluting a great deal. We need to curb this down. And in the, in the DVD of Inconvenient Truth, he gives a timeline on how we can change all this. He says that this is, goes into effect in the next like 10 years. I think that would have been 2000, 2010, maybe. I forgot when Inconvenient Truth came out. But he chose a timeline on how this could be curbed. <clears throat> okay. Well, if he had been president, that would have been his policy as president was to curb this pollution, these emissions, and all this other stuff. So the next thing you know is that we're in uh, two land-based wars where they have the best oil fields in the world. So we wanted that oil. And we were going to use up our enemy's oil as fast as they, we could because ours would be in reserve. So we wouldn't burn up our oil, you see. So... This is the whole. This is this is where the, this is the catch twenty two we're in today. Russia has a bunch of oil. Um, Rex Tillerson, Rex Tillerson, former Secretary of State under um, uh, Trump, flew to Moscow and helped them develop their oil fields. Okay, they, he was given the the highest order of Russian. I guess it's the uh, Lenin. I think it's the order of Lenin. Um, and he got a big medal uh, of the highest Russian civilian thing you can, you can have. So, um, so Rex Tillerson is behind the Ukrainian war in retrospect because he helped uh, Russia produce not only oil, but oil in such a mass quantity they could put it through pipelines and run it you know, from Russia into Germany, into Crimea, into the ports, and then go out the, through the Persian Gulf. And we did this all, um, you know, all when we were fighting Saddam, you know, um, we were protecting, one minute we're protecting these people and the next minute we're, we're trying to pull them down, you know, and so that's, that's the whole thing. But, but if you look at the war in, in the Ukraine right now, it's because of Rex Tillerson. <laughs> it's not because of Putin. I'm sorry to say, but because if Russia could put that oil in the market, yes, it would lower prices, but consumption would go up and we would be putting carbon waste into the atmosphere at billions of tons an hour instead of just a billion tons a day. You know, um, the more we put on the market, you know, that's why American oil companies you know, they, they, they freely admit, you know, um, we are in the global market. American oil companies 
have enough oil for 400 years. And they have wells, they haven't even tapped yet, okay? So we are energy independent as we speak, but the oil companies take their oil out of Alaska, out of Oklahoma, out of Texas, and they sell it on the international market. They have no patronage to America whatsoever. You see what I'm saying? So if you if you could wind it back, if we could wind it back and put Al Gore as president, just hypothetically, and he wanted to curb all this waste and emissions and, and keep global warming down, he could have done that. But we did this the, the direct opposite under Bush. We started two wars, we went and got the oil, we hauled it back to the international market, which was probably um, uh, Saudi Arabia, and then they refined it there, and then they pushed it out to the open market. But we, but so they would buy it from us, refine it, and resell it. See, so, so the this is what they're trying. This is what the aliens are trying to tell us. You know, we can have good habits if we follow, you know, the, the situation, or we have bad habits and destroy what we have. Okay, now. How this, how this all pans out, the Georgia Guidestones have been destroyed. The Georgia Guidestones, which actually said right there, keep population under control, have only 500 million people, make room for nature, have a common language and a common court. Okay, now that's a remnant of when we had kings. And, and a monarchy or an aristocracy. That's a remnant of their psychology. You see what I'm saying? For, for control and order. That's why they're called guidestones because humans need guidance. Guidance. So the running mayor or governor of Georgia said they were satanic. And then they went and destroyed them. One guy blew them up, and the and they took out a bulldozer and blew them all down. Okay, um, this is a remnant of the Bush administration. Now, now here's the crazy thing about this. Here's the crazy thing about this. Everyone talks about the New World Order. I was on a show just the other day, and they wanted that's all they wanted to talk about was the New World Order. And I have to tell them, we. America is the new world order. The old world is a king or an aristocratic family lineage. And we're subservient to that king. Look at Kim Jong-un. Look at all the dictators around the planet. There is from a family line. You see what I'm saying? The only places that are the new world order are the democracies that can vote for their president, not their prime ministers, but their president. And this is what they're trying to destroy because they want the old world order to come in, you see? And then, and no one gets this, no one gets this. So the only way the Federal Reserve can make any money is by holding America hostage. The only way the Rothschilds and all these other guys uh, that deal in currencies 
can get their way is because they print it and control it. And they don't care what the laws are because they control the money supply. Everything has a price. Okay? So the new world order is us. And we're governed by money and debt. The old world order is you're subject to the king and you can die at his whim. Which has gone back to the Anunnaki. Okay? I'm a god, god king, pharaoh, you know, uh, Herod. I can go down the line. They're kings over a city-state or over a city, okay? And the point is, is in America, we don't have that. <clears throat> See what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just saying the destruction of the Georgia Guidestones is a leftover, is a remnant of the Bush administration calling anything like this satanic. And then my question was, if it was satanic, where's the bull? You know, is it, why is there no bull on it? Or why is there no pentagram? But there is a Mason symbol. You know, the Mason yeah. symbol. Yeah. I, I, already said, well, the, I already fielded a question from a friend of mine about that. And as a Mason, I can yeah. tell you, it's like, listen, it, there's there's so much mystery surrounding who who did these who put them up there they could have put up anything they could have put you know a seal That's of right. united the united boys clubs of america you know it doesn't i've heard nothing about it i'm transparent i ain't got nothing to to gain from yeah. lying about well, it well you know it's it's, it's I, the, I, I, i'm really good i'm really glad dr lynch brought brought up for uh georgia guards guys <laughs> oh, when they were bombed me. I started really looking into the story of them. That's that's something I always wanted to see. And one of the news channels down there done a short story on them about the person who mysteriously showed up, shelled out the cash, hired this company to build them, paid cash under a fake name, he was never seen or heard from again. He was in his 70s or 80s when he did this. And I mean, had them sketched out and designed to a T, what, 12 different languages going around there. Uh, all of them said the same thing, all 12 languages. So the, the tribes of men could read them and 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 how many people paid attention to them up until the only until they were they were blown up that's right exactly oh right. i guess it was and, a, I, I guess it was an amazing tourist location oh, but yeah, I mean, yeah for somebody for somebody to come out of the woodwork and buy i think it was 20 acres of land or 22 acres of land to make the arrangements that no tourist shops, no gift shops, no food vendors, no restaurants. Nothing was to be built on this land. This is where they're supposed to be. This is the position they're supposed to be. This is what they're supposed to say. This is how it looks. Here's cash. Bye-bye. I mean, that's just all kind of, you know, uh, uh, weird. Now, here's the weirdest part. Edgar Casey said, the ocean will come in to a, to about three or 400 miles. And the Georgia Guidestones were 
to be on the beach of the new earth changes. Huh. So, Edgar, so Edgar Casey's talking about a 300 foot uh, tsunami going in about 200 miles and becoming the new ocean and the new the new beach, I guess. And then that's why the Georgia Guidestones were put there. Well, we'll have to <laughs> see if that's going to happen. Everybody, we're going to take a break. Well, before we come back to the last part of the show, I want you to stay with us. I did not mention at the beginning of the show, but I will mention our support, our supporter now, our sponsor, that is Henderson Castle, hendersoncastle.com. Go check it out, hendersoncastle.com. You'll see an event page on there. You can look under the historic haunted dinners. Yours truly, as you see me pointing at myself, I conduct those once a month. We're going back in September. We start up, I think, around the 22nd, and uh, good times will be had by all. Um also, Gun Barrel Coffee, you've had the rest, drink the best, gunbarrelcoffee.com. Batavia, Illinois is their home ground. If you use the code, now write it down, get your piece of paper and your pencil, your pen, marker, crayon, I don't know, blood, whatever you want to write this down in, BDOG12 is your code. Um, BDOG12 is your code, and you will get a discount on one of your purchases, your first purchase online. Um, proceeds from purchases from Gun Barrel Coffee go to help veteran organizations across the United States. Great guys, great guys, and damn good coffee. That's their tag, damn good coffee. And I would be remiss if I did not mention Unrestricted Radio. You're listening to us at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the audio version-wise, right here on unrestrictedradio.com. It is free. Go tell your friends, your neighbors, and even the people you don't like, including family you don't like, it could help build bridges. Uh, it is a 24/7 internet music channel. We've got DJs running shows on on a, a, a you know a, a daily basis. Go check out their scheduling, um, and you will hear a lot of things on there that you won't hear on your normal station. I can guarantee you that. Saturday, making its return this week. Um, you know, I do these every couple of months. Is the Big Dog Show, and I'd like to have you come on over check me out. I do get a little political on there at times, but uh, this week I can tell you we're going to bypass all that. We're going to, I'm going to start the show. We're going to do our thing. We're going to have a good time. Come check us out at the Big Dog Show on unrestrictedradio.com, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Without further ado, we're going to get into our break. You guys listen to some of these great PSAs. People work hard on them. And do not forget Ghost Rama. Oh, you hear me? Ghost Rama. That's August 20th. I'm yelling so you hear me. August 20th, 2022, Paw Michigan at the Paw Playhouse. I know that they've, uh, they're have they going to be renaming it uh, something slightly different uh, here soon, but uh, that's where we're having Ghost of Rama. We have got a plethora of entertainment lined up. I've got some folk artists, and to close out the show, Air Cobra is coming in to play some uh, horror metal at the end of the, the event. we got vendors, Pop-Up Castle for the kids, um, music, uh, magic show is going to be taking place on stage. Uh, several paranormal groups are going to be there. It's a paranormal meet and greet, and you're going to be able to see the Mach 5. Anybody remember that from Speed Racer? You'll get to see the Mach 5. You'll get to see the uh, Scooby-Doo van, uh, uh, some Ectomobiles, uh, amongst some others. I talked to quite a few people at the 
Pawpaw Days Car Show, and they're going to be bringing their hot rods over as well, including a small version of the Monster Mobile from the Munsters. Uh, the guy took a Volkswagen and made a little Monster Mobile, so that'll be fun. All right, everybody stay with us. We'll be back for more right after this on Unrestricted Paranormal. You awesome music lovers are listening to Unrestricted Radio. Check out Unrestricted Radio at unrestrictedradio.com and download the Unrestricted Radio app today. Unrestricted Radio. We play the bands other radio stations should be playing. Hey, you listening to this podcast, I've got a message for you. If you've drank the rest, now drink the best. Gun Barrel Coffee. We are the Gun Barrel Coffee Incorporated team. We are united by the love of coffee, guns, freedom, and America. What started as a hobby has turned into a high-quality home-roasted coffee, enjoyed by family, friends, and now the public. We are proud to donate a portion of our proceeds to the organizations who support those who serve, those who protect, and defenders of our rights and freedom. Accept no other substitutes. You've had the rest. Now drink the best. Gun Barrel Coffee. You can find the guys at GunBarrelCoffee.com. Saturday, August 20th, 2022. Coming to Hartford, Michigan at the Band Beer and Poorhouse Museum, it's Ghostorama. Ghostorama is a one-of-a-kind event. It's a paranormal meet and greet slash flea market slash comic-con car show and much much more there'll be paranormal groups the ghostbusters the mystery machine spooky vendors live band ghost tour jurassic park killer cars food truck disc jockey historical museum kid haunted house and much more van beeren county historical museum that's right out at 58471 red arrow highway Hartford, michigan 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. It's an outdoor market, which is free to the public. That's right. You heard me. It's open to the public. There'll be a museum tour, $5 per person. Also, from 9 to 11, a ghost tour, $20 per person. That's right. Ghostorama is hitting West Michigan, Saturday, August 20th, 2022, at the Hartford Van Buren Poorhouse Museum. This is sponsored by Southern Michigan Paranormals, unrestrictedradio.com. The Great Lakes Ghostbuster Coalition, How to Halloween, Frankenfest, and the Midwest Parahistorical Society. This is the Big Dog, and I want you to know that you're not alone. The team at the National Runaway Safe Line is here for you, offering a range of support services 24-7. For the hotline, call 1-800-RUNAWAY or 1-800-786-2929. To speak with a trained NRS staff member or volunteer who will listen and support you. If you are a victim of child abuse or are thinking of running away to escape an abusive home, 
Call now and you will be helped. The number again is 1-800-786-2929. Ah! Ah! Easy, my monster, easy. Yes, you too can experience the Frankenfest in Lansing, June 25th. 2022 at the Turner Dodge House. And again, with us at Frankenfest, September 17th, 2022, at Fort Wayne, Detroit. Yes, that's right. There's going to be all sorts of activities going on at the Frankenfest this year. We're going to see monster exhibits, aerialists, killer cars, paranormal workshops, reptile adoption opportunities, Theater Bazaar, food trucks, half bar, and much, much more. Yes, it is open to the public. So remind yourselves, Frankenfest, then June 25th, 2022, at the Turner Dodge House in Lansing, and of course, Detroit, September 17th, 2022. <laughs> For further information, be sure to go to www.frankenfest.com. We'll see you there.
side behind my blurry window pane You took your time walking away And I thought that you would be coming back again I saw you sleeping in the sun Beach ball, squirt guns and chewing gum You wanted the waves to wash you
how the story goes.
And we are back. Uh, that's for those of you who are listening to us audio-wise. Thanks for staying with us. Uh, I'm here with uh, Drew, and I'm also here with our special guest, Michael Lynch, Dr. Michael Lynch, Ph.D., the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, we always get into some interesting discussions. I will tell you that on the political spectrum, when you saw me very quiet and you were going through all that that stuff, I'm I'm on the opposite end of, of, of a few things that, that were mentioned. And I'm okay no, with that, but, but I want to tell people yeah. that's what America's about, man. You don't only have to agree with that, what everybody, what they think or what they, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, but I, but I, and, but and I this, go ahead. No, this goes to the Georgia Guidestones. If we're protected right. under freedom of speech and the freedom of the press, then why was it blown up? Why was right. it declared satanic? Right, <laughs> right, right. The, the I don't agree. I don't agree with airport. I don't agree with hard lines on on either side of anything. I, you know, I've I've said that. Okay. Drew knows that too. All right, I am yes, the first person. I'm the first person to yell bullshit when it comes to the footage and everything <laughs> with guidestones. I am the first one to scream BS. They were able to pick up the explosion. They were able to pick up the car driving away. But at no point in time did they pick up any footage of a car entering or anyone walking up to them, even though there's cameras on them. That's right. And the way right. it exploded, yeah. I'm sorry, I used to work in brick, block, and stone. This thing was a mounted explosive mounted in the center of a block, which took it out and right. took off the capstone. This didn't right. blow up from the bottom. This thing wasn't a satchel sat on the ground. This thing was strapped to it. It was hooked to it. It was something to blow this, blow this thing completely into. You can tell by the explosion, it was about four feet off the ground. Yes. Now, no, where no, is the footage of the person driving up to it, getting out, walking up to it, when there's a clear shot of that damn thing sitting there? There's a million examples of that type of stuff that happens throughout history. And I have to ask myself, do we have a, is this a covert thing that's done by men in black? Now, I, <laughs> nobody has said it. Nobody has said it. I'm just asking, yeah. you know, is yeah. there something that no. goes on covertly in, in that neck of the woods too? Because how many times do you hear well, yeah. uh, of this type of thing yeah. happening? Don't even get me started on on Skinwalker Ranch, even though I think a lot of it's BS. I, I have my reasons for that, but you know, I mean, there's there's some shit going on, and and I think I think I think Drew's right. I think it's it, a group had set this thing up. Somebody is, you know, they were trained to perpetrate this, and and it's being hidden for certain obvious reasons. You know, the government is the worst yeah. liar in the world. I don't know why they went into crime. From stealing from us and blowing things up and lying about UFOs because we, we we've called you out for years, hundreds of years. We all know that you lie. We all know that's that's part of the game. Part of the game. Golly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I uh, I I mean, if you okay, uh, every revolution you have to have a sympathizer. 
And so anyone can get up and say anything they want, but you have to have an audience or a sympathizer who can make things happen, whether it's money yep. or, or outreach or advertising or whatever. There's a, not a fixer. A fixer is when you have a problem <laughs> that you can't personally get involved with. But whoever did this Guidestone thing had opportunity. He had the C4 plastic explosives to do it. Yep. I mean, how many people in that area would have that? Uh, I don't think it was dynamite, you know, and why do they have to tear the rest of it down? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Now, on, on the other side of the coin, there was a man in black and he stole some top secret, well, stuff. And um, there is there is a video from the police car of this car leaving this scientific military installation and is being pulled over because of, they think there's a theft and this cop car comes up behind it and pulls it over. What happens next is the cop gets out, talks to the person, says there may have been a break-in or a breach of security. Uh, can I have your identification? Blah, blah, blah. Immediately when that happens, the police officer is struck by a bolt of lightning and ends up as a puddle on the ground. The guy in the car drives away with the thumb drive. Okay. Um, that was all on the dash cam of the police car. That man is dead. That police officer is dead. So I know it happens, you know, but maybe the wrong people are uh getting in the way i i really don't know but there's always, yeah, always industrial seems to be, espionage and, and maybe we're all wrong and maybe there's there's no nefarious plan behind any of it you know it could have been just some damn yeah. poop because that's happened too everybody got all yeah. this conspiracy yeah. stuff going and it turned out to be some damn nutcase uh look at the richard richard jewel thing with the olympic bombing oh they swore up and down they had the right guys yes. Ruined this guy's life, and nope, the other guy's hiding out in the fucking woods somewhere. Excuse my French. So you know, yeah. for it, I, I mean, it's just nuts. Who knows? Who knows? Right? For for it to be some right. ra for for it to be some random nutcase, they literally had to be one of the smartest, crazy people that ever existed, and at the same time, be one of the dumbest because they were able to sneak past the cameras to get in they were able to sneak past the cameras to mount the explosives then drove right past the cameras going out well right Drew, you know i i in the well you work security too how many times i could tell you how many times i came across a situation just like that where people are smart too smart for their own good uh yet they're they're dumb they're dumber than their own good too all of the same the same thing you know then I could tell him, oh, look, yeah. I got footage or I've been watching you for 10 minutes from across the street. Do what you're doing. And then you're still going to stand here in front of me and tell me that oh, that wasn't me. That was somebody else. Well, I got I got you on video. I got arrested here. doing that one time. You know, well, you know, how many I how got many arrested monitoring, monitoring my post. How many how many people do we know politicians that do that, too? They forget we have all of yeah. them on videotape, you know, lying and saying things. I don't think this is any different. You know, when yeah. it comes to the alien perspective, you know, Michael, you've told us before that 
there's some that are here that aren't they're nefarious they don't have great intentions i mean is there is there still a maybe this is part of their land war with each other maybe there's some things going on that do you think maybe that's kind of an interpretation that bears bears there are asking you know yeah yeah there are wars and let i don't i don't take any warfare lightly because warfare is a consumption of energy time and people you know what i'm saying uh whether you're talking about a tank or an aircraft carrier it requires time to build those weapons time to put those weapons that's a lot of energy that you know human energy just putting that stuff together um so the wars in space in an afternoon uh four billion people can die i easily in an afternoon in 45 minutes you know maybe a couple of billion will die but as the wars go on these are ships so large that the size of the earth now again we have to look at this long-term this long-term scenario so if i see an enemy over if i'm the american indian and i see my general custard coming over the hill where they don't belong the indians are going to get together and go we need to teach that man a lesson and and that is the defensive measure or the mindset that we have when the reptilians come in to uh, certain stars or certain planets there is an all-out war and they are destroyed and it's the same thing if someone enters into your space and declares uh this is now ours you're gonna plant my flag and not expect a battle um that's just kind of foolish but that's what they do now there's some bad reptilians and there's some bad zeta reticulans and they come in at first everything was okay but once they saw that america or not america but the earth had gold and palladium and silver and copper this became a valuable resource and it's still just as precious on other planets but they can't breathe on it again it takes energy to 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 dig a mine and drill down there while you're wearing all the space gear you see so if they can find a planet they can breathe on the atmosphere is okay and then they can take rotation turns they can build underground facilities underground uh mines and shafts some of this is being found today in south america there's shafts that go a mile if not more uh underneath the ground and they're square they are perfectly square um there's a a whole cavern uh tunnel underneath the los angeles public library that is a perfect square and this tunnel runs throughout underneath los angeles this is where they got the idea before the earthquakes really gave them a loop but they got the idea of having a subway in los angeles but when they dug down there they actually found these corridors that they could not explain and then they said the subsoil in los angeles is prone to earthquakes so we can't have a underground subway system you see what i'm saying so there is evidence um 
thousands, hundreds of thousands of years ago. And it's actually in Genesis where they talk about the Garden of Eden. It's a good location. There's plenty of fresh water and plenty of gold. So in the Garden of Eden, we were wearing fig leaves. Why is there, why is there such a mention of gold deposits there? You see, then that's how the whole subject gets started. Um, we were created to dig that gold. We were created to dig those precious elements. And that was that was part and parcel of the arrangement, you know, with the gods. And not too long ago, there was a girl named Nancy Leader. And Nancy Leader talked about the return of Planet X, uh, Nibiru. I remember that. Yeah, we've stuff. talked about that before. Yeah. Nibiru. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, she was correct. They did come back and they were intercepted by the good aliens. And they said, how much gold do you need? And here it is. So they didn't even come to Earth. There was not even need for them to come to Earth because there is a, you know, there's 25 or 30 of these ships in our solar system uh, carrying all this. And they just negotiated for us so we wouldn't have to. And that's the other thing, too. Uh, some people talk about being abducted and how the horrifying the horrifying uh, thing about the abduction would actually, in reality, if these guys could, could, could level the surface of this planet with, without even blinking an eye, they had that technology. So if you've been abducted and had a couple of bad experiences, you were just with the interns. You know, most abductions, you don't even know you've been abducted. Biddy and Barney Hill didn't know that they were abducted until they went through right. two stations yeah, of therapy hypnosis. Sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And that is so, frightening. I want to tell everybody, if you haven't listened to those, you can get them out oh, yeah. and get on YouTube and you can find those and listen to those. If you are not chilled, I'm, and I'm in paranormal, you know, if that doesn't, <laughs> I, I'm telling you right now, it's, disturbing, it's very disturbing. And I can understand why they were so upset, you know, um, oh, yeah. God only yeah. knows, you oh, know, yeah. and it's, that's always, you know, we've, I've asked it every time I've had you on Tuesday, what is the purpose? I mean, you'd think that there was some genet genetic engineering probably done by them, obviously, to, to put us here, to bring us here. I think we, I think right. some of us are obviously from Mars. I've said that for years. Yes. People, people think I'm nuts. I said that when I was no, little, it just made sense to me. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so, you know, it, it's the question is like, why, why do they continue to experiment and do these things? Um, the same thing could be said for out there at Skinwalker. Now, if you're a person that wants to buy into all of it, then go for it. You know, there's parts I buy there out there and there's parts I don't. You know, my brother got me hooked on watching the new show. And the minute that the astrophysicist guy went out there to be part of the team and he talked about digging, boy, you thought he'd, he'd asked to have everybody go out there and shoot themselves in the foot. And if you're not going to allow somebody to dig in order to do research and investigate when the owner brings you out here to says he wants to answer to the problem, that tells right. me that, you know, I mean, what, then, then how can I do my job? I mean, eventually they've been digging, you know, they've been doing some stuff here and there. I've seen the light towers, which is insane. Uh, that's nothing they made up. I've seen that for years. I've heard a lot of things go that have gone on there for years, but, uh, you know, like most TV shows, there's a lot of it that's all hyped up and done, 
but there's, oh, yeah. you know, with that magnetism and that high radiation uh, that exists there, that is just, it's too weird to be natural. And then they said that people tried sure. to tell him, well, you know, you guys were downwind of some of the heaviest drop off from that nuclear bomb test that was done there. Okay, that's fine. But that's, you're talking 45 freaking years ago, longer than that. So I'm just like, yeah, that's, it's, I'm not buying it, man. There's something underground going on there. Come on now. Now, oh, Dr. Yeah. Lynch, um, yes. what is your, what is your personal feeling? Um, one of the people in chat uh, just uh, commented, so we are the sea monkeys that were left alone too long. And I commented back, you know, that yeah. several UFO theorists believe that the human race was planted here. And that's why we're such a, a large grouping of different cultures and stuff that we were put here basically as a slave race and forgotten about. Or that's what the abductions are, them coming back and grabbing what they yeah. need, or yeah, the race you know, died out no. to put us here. What what's your feelings on that? I I, um, just, I just want to say something real quick because I'm not a doctor. I have no PhD in anything. And I'm <laughs> I have said that if that were such truth, okay, if 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 you wanted to go along with Darwinism, which I think is a joke. Or, or even creation, you know, which I think, you know, you know, my thing is that there would be some, you know, the missing link, there would be some, some, there would be proof of something in between somewhere. And to, to find the things that we're finding along the road now, it's proven my point. I mean, where, where's the stuff in between that should be there that is not there to explain that. So I, as I said, you know, I'm with Drew. I and whoever else asked that. It's like I think that we were brought here. I don't to to tell me that I'm not related to what is it now? 15 different species of humanoids on the planet. How the hell, guys? Listen to that. That's science. How the hell could that be possible? If we weren't brought right. here, well, how the hell could that be well, possible? Well, um, okay. Now, we were all created, the human race was created, okay, from DNA that was already on the earth. And there's a reason for that because we, we talk about the Schumer residence of the yeah, earth, yeah, the hum of the earth. Mm -hmm. Okay, if you're from another planet, you may not be able to stay on the earth because of that residence. So you have to take the DNA that's already here and then manipulate it into what you want, okay? And, um, and and the old joke is uh, we were the dirt. They made us from dirt. You know, Adam means uh, clay. Adam means clay. Well, they just, they didn't take us from the dirt. That's just ridiculous. But what they did was they did take what was already here and then put together uh, a hybrid. Yeah, I think I there think the prime I think the primate connection is what you're talking about, and I find I I yeah, find but, that no 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 the the chimpanzees, the gorillas, the orangutans have more DNA than we do. Yeah, and how is that possible? That's impossible if you talk about Darwin. <laughs> right. Now, they that's right. It's impossible. So we have less DNA. We have uh, less pairs of DNA. Okay, than a chimpanzee, but. But we have imagination and creativity, which the chimpanzee may have, but didn't develop it like we did. 
I mean, stones and wood and mud and brick and mortar. Um, the chimpanzees just didn't get along that way, but they were there. Good DNA material. So we were all O positive because we came from the DNA that was here, which was probably something like a chimpanzee or something like, something like, you know, Gigantopithecus, let's say Gigantopithecus. And he was walking around and hey, he's been on the earth for some time. He's immune to the Schumer residence. He can breathe the air real well. Let's just grab his DNA. We're gonna mix it with some of our DNA. And it says in the Bible, and they decided, you know, what man would look like. And so they were taking the DNA, their DNA, and they crossed it. They, they, they hybrided, they fused it. Okay, when that took place, we were like the donkeys or the, the mules, the one that can't reproduce. And so we were being born by them. Uh, and then um, we got to a level that we could re reproduce on our own. Now, this is where the, the statement comes in, be fruitful and multiply. Right. And that, and that statement comes from the fact they need a workforce. <laughs> okay. And then they, they're going to put us to work. Now, this is the origin of the dark head people. The dark-haired people with O-positive blood. Okay. Now we can go back in time a few a little bit, but six, 96,000 years ago, a group comes to uh, the earth. Uh, not uh, prior. I'm sorry. 120,000 years ago, a group came to the earth, not for colonization, because their planet was either was just dying, just dying. Anyway, so they were brought here. Martians were brought here. And these people were Chinese, that we would say Chinese today, Asians today. There was another group of Pleiadians that, that started a colony, and they were 16,000 years ago, about 16,000 years ago. There was another uh, couple of other colonies from the Pleiadians as well. But they couldn't stay here because the, the North and South Poles would change, and then it would mess up their frequencies, and they couldn't do it. The only way they could have a, a living, breeding population present on the earth was to have sex with the dark-headed people that were already here, okay? But the weird part about this is the Pleiadians are AB negative. The O-positive people came from the earth, okay? And a lot of times that doesn't, that doesn't mesh, okay? So... So it wasn't until like in the in the mid 50s, 53 or 56, somewhere through there, um, they actually found the difference between AB negative, AB or B, B negative, O negative, O positive, you know, B positive. And so the, the thing was that we didn't even understand not only DNA, we didn't understand how the blood worked. And you always go back to the pharaohs. And the leaders of Israel saying there's power in the blood, keeping the blood pure. You see what I'm saying? And in that is the whole idea. That's why Pharaohs married into their own, they had ancestral relations all the way through. And they were all inbreeding, inbred, okay, 
not only with humans, but but with their own race. And Akhenaten, you know, is a Paracacan. He has, you know, he's Paracacus, and they are all over the world. The first emperor of Japan is supposed to be a Paracacan. The the Tutankhamun and Akhenaten, his father, and um, and on and on it goes. So what happens is they're talking about a bloodline here, a bloodline. And so if you were off world, you were negative. If you were on world, you're positive. You see what I'm saying? I think yep. O positive or O negative is one of the most universal blood uh, systems. So an O negative can give to anybody. It'll be accepted. But if you give positive blood to a negative, they'll get sick and virtually die. Um, because the blood is not providing the right oxygen or the iron content into the body it, it looks like a toxic poison once it's in the body so by dividing our understanding that there are different blood types actually preserved our species a lot more but it opened the door to where did these other people come from and then you'll notice genetic traits that are still present today and the genetic traits Okay, this is, I bring this up all the time. If you've ever gone to Italy and, and gone to Rome and you hang out with all the old um, priests and bishops and all that, uh, cardinals and all that stuff, uh, you'll see like murals on the wall of right. former popes and things like that. And if you see their profiles, you see their big nose, big old Roman nose that sticks out there. And it's actually called the Roman nose, okay? because a lot of the italians had it and they thought it was more sexual proud for sexual prowess well Ramesses had almost the same type of nose well anyway if you go to cahokia i'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry not cahokia mounds i'm sorry if you go down to uh oh there's a famous chief down in the maya he was a big guy like six foot two and he had this big roman nose and this weird skull I forget his name. But anyway, he, he had the jade mask. You look up the, the king with the jade mask, and that was him. So um, the thing is, is that Amer if Indians, if the Indians came down from Asia across Alaska into Canada and then came down, they would have no nose ridge. Okay, white people have a nose ridge. You can see it. See right, mm -hmm. that's right there. Asians don't. Asians don't. If you see an Asian with a nose ridge that's been artificially implanted, or they've they're a uh, they they have some European in them. You see what I'm saying? So these Indians, like the Maya and some uh, others, had this big nose ridge. That's only from Europe. It can't be anywhere else. Okay, so that's a genetic no. trait. Uh I think. I'm glad you brought up the, the, the pure blood and stuff because that's something that has always fascinated me. I, I don't know about your own upbringing, whether or not you grew up in church or what. Oh, yeah. I come yeah. from a very religious family. And I was one of those really smart kids. Well, I think the word smart ass was used more than anything. <laughs> when a question came up, I was always the one to stand up and ask the pastor, well, what about? And, you know, when I hit my early teens and I actually read the Bible for the first time, um, 
it was mentioned in the Bible. There was Adam and Eve. They had Cain and Abel. Cain killed Abel, was expelled from the garden, and took a bride from a neighboring kingdom. Yeah. What neighboring no, kingdom? Eden was the only exactly. place. Exactly. 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 So, which means he uh, had again, to mate with his own mother to keep the bloodline going. Right. And so we're all we're either technically inbred or new in new DNA from someplace else came in and altered our chromosomes and our DNA to such an extent that we've lost we've lost pairs. So the human has 23 pairs of genes. Okay, 23 pairs. Okay. I only uh, got one, and like I wear them out very rarely. I know. Yeah. I like the loose fitting jeans myself. Yeah, the stretchies. But, Go ahead. But so you see that the, the chimpanzee was a great resource for in for data for for stuff and you could extract it okay but the human race lost it the only way that could have happened is not through breeding we we don't breed out dna dna can be corrupted but we don't mutate that way you see you have to go through a mutation process and that mutation process is an injection of new dna in your genome flat out so there was a group of people i i want to say a long time ago created the human race and the dark-headed people the black-headed people everybody else was a uh, part of the same experiment but those branches of that tree died off until we got to a certain point now, wait a minute i'm not saying that they stopped giving us better dna what i'm saying is they did it a long time ago now uh john uh dr lear was well, not john lear it's uh, uh anyway dr lear before he died he was taking uh these uh metal pieces out of people's feet and legs uh because they were alien implants okay he had done a research between 1980, no, no, 1940, 1940 to 1980 of pediatrics. And he said that everything on the pediatric scale goes up from 40s to 80s. Everything goes up except for one thing, and that's running. And we all run about the same age at the same time. But there's changes the children become more auditory. They be able to speak faster. They, they can develop larger concepts. They um, can crawl earlier. Um, they grow faster. Okay. Um, now, the, okay, here, here's another reason why we don't really belong on this planet. Um, the human species takes years to develop cognitive understanding. Okay. Walking, chewing, all this stuff just takes years you know two or three your first two years you're in so much pain because of your dental work you know coming in your your baby teeth falling out you can't defend yourself but a cow or a horse that is born like a buffalo out in the range is born that calf is up on his feet in five minutes cognitive 
looking around, looking for predators. The mother orbits the, the calf, trying to protect it. You see what I'm saying? So, so the animals, the, the other mammals on this planet, when they come out, they are fully ready to go. They're wired clocks to rock. But the human species takes years. Then we develop speech. And then we develop what our hands can do, what our feet can do. See, that's why we need a, a society. You know, they say it takes a village to raise a person. It's really the society that pr provides the protection so that young children can grow up. And that's, that is foreign. That's, that's not the way it is on, with any other mammal on this planet. So I'm just throwing that out there for everyone to chew on just a little bit. But yeah, um, they haven't stopped. Uh, playing or tweaking our DNA um, any more than they've stopped uh, with anybody else, you see. Um, I think uh, given most instances, given most instances, they're extracting DNA, finding out what's wrong, if it's corrupt, and then they're trying to re-enhance the people. Uh, uh, David Adair, David Adair, David Adair um, was born with O negative blood and the next day was AB negative. Surprise everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I would imagine. So, so now David Adair worked for NASA. He's got a big, long resume, but someone came in and mm -hmm. saved his life and changed his blood genetically. Now, now I don't know. Any, well, I do know of a couple of other cases like this, but I don't know anybody personally. But I do know AB negative people. I know O positive people. And how can you explain it? If you need a, a thriving population on the planet, you've got to integrate with the life that's already here, not unless you can manipulate the dna so that it can coexist with the dna that's already here you see what i'm saying so if the gods the anunnaki created us they gave us all of their strength and all of their weaknesses at the same time and um that is probably what they underestimated but they tried to change our dna several times and it's in the bible it also uh, talks about okay and there's a there's a, here's, a, here's a scripture it says when man lived to be 125 years of age you know blah 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 this this stuff would happen well they're they're reflecting back on a time when we had incredible lifespans noah malchazedek uh, uh enoch they had thousands of i, I gotta tell you something real quick you know yeah i had a couple of cows and my cow was a dick too Anybody catch I, that? Did anybody catch yeah, yeah. that? I'm sorry. I heard you say McCall's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. sorry. Mc, I'm sorry. McCall's a dick. It's like that. Yeah, I had that it's call not, me. It's Go not ahead. my name. But anyway, my so all these guys, were, these guys were living incredibly long times, longer than what everybody thought, you know, we should live. And then they put uh, stuff in the uh, air to turn off some of our DNA. And this stuff fell into the water. We drink the water. 
and it altered our DNA. So what do you need from a functional human is most of the brain, but the frontal lobes can be turned down. So you don't have psychic powers. Uh, you don't have ideas of God or whatever, except just to worship the God that's in front of you. And then that, that is how they manipulated us over generations, you know, years and years. That's why there's psychics today. There are psychics today that are incredibly accurate, incredibly reliable. And then there are people like me. I can't, I couldn't tell you the time of day. No, I said my cell phone in my hand or uh, a watch. You, you see what I'm saying? Um, and those genes in those psychics have clicked on. Um, we don't know why. And we know that it happens in families. It's traditional that it'll maybe skip a generation, but it'll come back. And people don't know why they're psychic. They just know that they are psychic. And that's always been a you know, strange part. Because if everybody was psychic, then we'd all know what gene it was. But since, you know, we only know a handful of good psychics, uh, we don't have enough of a cross-section of the population to see what genes are turned on and what genes are turned off. You see what I'm saying? But if we can ever find that out, we can make everybody psychic. You know, it may not be just something to do with our frontal lobes. It's maybe something to do with our subconscious or the way we're programmed. You know, way society society is programmed us. Right. But there's always options. With our DNA and the junk DNA that's floating around, we are the most adaptable species on the planet. We can go to the that's North Pole, true. the equator, the South Pole. We can adapt. Our bodies will either gain fat, lose fat, uh, we'll drink more water, our eyes can adapt. I mean, within a generation or two, you can have offspring that is totally adapted to that environment you know and america has always been like a mobile nation we've always been able to get in the car and just drive wherever we want well lately i'm not going to drive to flagstaff arizona because it is hot you know it's gone beyond my threshold for enjoyment so um so that's the other thing man needs to start is going to start adapting to the hotter weather uh, different types of crops, you know, and that's what's going to happen next. Right. Right. Man, man, you have exploded my head again. As always, your, <laughs> your pleasure. Sorry, you know, your pleasure. Ha- he, he, he has a habit of doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I Tell everybody where they can find you, doctor, where we, uh, cause um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get you involved in this podcast more than just, coming on yeah, sure I, i've said that yeah, before I, but i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna make you a regular to to maybe uh co-host sure. with us, I mean, you know yeah uh we can have an open forum i just don't yeah. want to become too boring i don't want to become too boring you don't bore but, anybody yeah talking about? um the, you, you can go on facebook you can go on facebook and i'm there under michael lynch and i have this paranormal banner behind me so and if you want to look up i mean you may have to go down quite a long list if you want to look up some of the old television broadcasts about uh, people being abducted or people seeing a UFO, you know, close encounters of the first kind, um, you can do that. Um, there is, uh, uh, I have a YouTube, I'm on YouTube, and you can just type in Michael Lynch, and it's all going to be ghost orbs or UFOs, you know, um, and that stuff. 
and that's the best place to really to find me. I'm uh, working on one of my latest uh, videos for YouTube, and I just haven't quite got that done yet. I'm blinking out on a little bit. But anyway, all I can tell you, what's so fascinating, what's so fascinating about parapsychology is that since 2000 to today, you know, 12 years, no, 22 years, I'm sorry, 22 years, uh, the, the whole point is that um, they have been able to neuro, neuro network and neuro map the brain. And so they think that's an amazing accomplishment. But they have no idea what's going, what that energy is inside the brain that makes it aware and conscious. And I have that information, and I'm trying to weave this into traditional psychology or parapsychology. And it's not hard to do. It's just I just don't want to get get it wrong. And that's the main thing. But look at our brain. It functions different than a chimpanzee's or a gorilla's. Certain parts of the brain are turned on, some are not. Okay, and we all talk about brain size, like that's relevant. But the idea is that our brain size is a lot larger, or 20% or so, than a chimpanzee's. And it's quadranted in, in different places to give us the ability to think, reason, imagine, and things like that. Where a chimpanzee is not quite as imaginative as creative you know it would take it would take some of our dna to go into a chimpanzee and then mutate it around to where maybe something would come out but um yeah and we call and we call that experiment joe biden um <laughs> anybody they tried that in russia in russia they tried that they tried to have uh, women uh artificially inseminated with chimpanzee oh so no they would, you know they could yeah. Oh, yeah. And there is something called, you can look this up. I think I've seen one or two, but it's called the Manzee. Manzee, M-A-N, like chimpanzee. But it's called the Manzee. And they actually gave uh, chimpanzees our DNA in, intravenously. Whoop, there we go. That's it. That's it. That's my uh, Facebook page. And yeah, yeah. Gave, I sent uh, you a friend request like a month ago. Oh, really? Well, man. <laughs> and, uh, and he didn't add you. Send it to me. And what? I think the message is clear, Drew. It's all right, Doctor Lynch. I'm used to being ignored send by people I like. Again. Oh, no, no, no. Send it to me again. Send it to me again. I'm sorry. Bang I, I get, to the I get like twenty. I get like twenty requests a day from you know they hear the podcast. Uh, they, 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 you know, have a few questions. They want to be my friend. And so I, I, I log them in and, um, and then we kind of go on from there. I'm just, uh, sorry that mine's not a dedicated, I started Facebook before, you know, you even put a picture on your Facebook page. I mean, it was barely in black and white when I got started. So I didn't keep up with all of its evolutions, but you can start a Facebook page just for soul content on like what we're talking about tonight ufos ghosts and all that stuff which a lot of my friends have done i just haven't got around to doing that and well here's so a lot news. of my stuff you got to filter through you got to filter through myself. here's the good news to you and all your fans you know as we had before on the previous network 
you know, we've rebranded, we've changed and we've changed it around. So if you guys go to unrestricted paranormal, the, the correct spelling, unrestrictedparanormal.com, you'll will you will see the video version of this program that we're doing right now up there uh, on one of the pages. But you can go over to a page called The Lynch Factor. Now, he had used this. Doctor, you have used this in the past. I'm reborrowing it again because I had a page to you called The Lynch Factor. And I was putting up a lot of your old stuff, some of your new stuff. It's a collection of of lynchisms, okay? This is a collection (laughs) of lynchisms. That I posted, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm working on it as as we talk. I'll get back sure. on it tomorrow. Great. Um, and they'll be able to yeah. find you over there too. So you start telling folks mm-hmm. that too. That come on over to unrestrictedparanormal.com yes. uh, uh, and look Lynch up Factor. the fa- the Lynch Factor page. When they open the homepage, they can they can click up there, see what we have to offer. They'll see the Lynch Factor. All they got to do is click on it, and bada bing, bada boom. And as I told you before. And I know you had some health things know, going on. I know. And I know. You're a yeah, busy guy, dude. I get it. You know, you, you had some things going on. You get something newer, you let me know immediately, and I will go pull yeah. it from wherever you have it. As long yeah. as you give me, you know, I have open permission to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and right, we'll, absolutely. We'll, we'll swing it over there because I want you to use that yeah. network for your forum as well. That's all I'm doing with this network is sharing yeah. the love and uh, paranormal unity yeah. no matter what it might be. Yeah. All I just, right. I just want to. I just I don't want to get too uh, new agey on everybody, but I am. Um, He's my gonna. research has led me. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to. My research has led me to uh, the the consciousness factor, the, the factor of consciousness, and that it is tachyons. And so our consciousness and the field effect of consciousness is tachyons in a focused or in a slightly different frequency. And so so what the new age movement kind of did uh, with uh, Krillian and aura photography and with, um, you know, EVPs and things like this and the crystals and all this other stuff, what they did was they kind of set the groundwork, but they were, it was just elusive. Consciousness was just elusive to them as it was to anybody else. So no one should be you know, looked down upon. Uh, but now here we are in the 21st century and now we have consciousness locked up. It is in a bigger effect and it is all related to tachyons. And I just wanna bring up that you can look at these tachyon chambers on YouTube and I don't know. I, I I think it is, I think it's a jump starter into a different form of healthcare. Now, there was a guy named Dr. Frank Stranges, Frank Stranges, and he was a former FBI agent that turned into a reverend, okay, and he met a guy named Valiant Thor, who was supposed to be from Venus, yep. okay, well, well, one thing leads to another. They strike up a little friendship, yada, yada, yada. And the next thing you know, um, out at Lake Mead, what's left of Lake Mead, um, they picked up <laughs> Frank. They drove, uh, yeah, yeah, they really. drove out. I mean, they drove Frank out to Lake Mead when it was a lake. 
and they picked him up in a UFO. Now, what's so crazy about this is that when he's on the UFO, he has real thick glasses. You know, he's got these real thick glasses, you know, and then he gets on the UFO and he goes, oh man, he goes, I can see perfectly without my glasses. This is the same stuff that's reported from these tachyon chambers. It aligns their DNA, they feel better, they feel more energetic, and they say they don't have to wear their glasses for a day or two. It starts to adjust everything in, you know, so it's kind of like adjusting the DNA without doing it chemically, just with energy. And the energy radiates from the cells. And this is where the communication comes from. This is cell to cell communication. This is where the energy is to give us the energy for the cell to divide. So it's not only chemically based, it's energetically based. So if you take the DNA, now our DNA kind of doesn't really touch, but it kind of sparks between it. And there's a, that's a little, inner, that's, that energy is biochemical, electrical, whatever you want to call it. Okay, it's energy. Now, um, that tells the cell, uh, that tells the, the genes, um, either they're in the right place or the wrong place, or they got to split, or it's got to die, or whatever. That, that, that is in that energy. And then we have guys going into these tachyon chambers, and their cancers go away. I mean, this could be idiosyncratic, but at the same time, it is something that we need to observe. So we have a UFO contactees talking about this energy emanating inside the ship to the point where they don't need to wear glasses. And we talked about these other people in these chambers that said it helped rebalance their energy and their cancer tumors went away. Okay, so I'm just saying, they're on the right track. I think we're on the right track in the paranormal. And what we need to do is see that effect. And I think the field effect of the tachyons is evident in the in the chambers. The focused effect is inside. That's our mind. Right. It's a focused, it's a focused thing of energy. Okay. And um, so anyway, I just want to throw that out there. That's our been our latest findings. And no matter how they neural network the brain, they still don't talk about how the energy circulates to the brain to give us what we get. You know, to make stereo, you know, 3D images in our head, we don't even know how that is still done. Right. So we still have a lot of, you know, we're still pounding through the normal avenues of para parapsychological research. But the point is, that's not, you know, sometimes, gentlemen, you have to go where everyone else tells you not to go in order to find the truth, you know, and, and that's been my life story. You know, yep. they yep. said, Oh Mike, don't, don't go look for ghosts. You're not going to find anything there. There's no such thing. It's like, dude, I found everything there. You know, it's a treasure trove. <laughs> right. You know, right. I, I'm, this, I'm, a, know, I'm the same way. I am the same way, but, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. but I, I love when you to death. You know that uh, I think. Anyway, okay. I I'm sorry. Being, no, I'd love to have you. I wish we we'll do this longer. again. We'll do this again. We'll do it again. Okay. Everybody, thanks but for I, joining us. And uh, as you said, you can you can find us all right here on unrestrictedradio.com. Uh, also, unrestrictedparanormal.com. Remember to go check out Henderson Castle, hendersoncastle.com, 1895 bed and breakfast, right here in downtown Kalamazoo.
you can come see yours truly. We do some uh, haunted tours, haunted dinner tours. Three-course meal cooked by France Moyette. Francois Moyette, okay? He cooked for, not your family people, but he cooked for the Bushes. <laughs> Had a couple of things uh, for a while. He cooked for Princess Diana when she was alive, and the, the list just goes on and on. Uh, the food's amazing. If you want some good coffee, I'm telling you, there are a lot of great, listen, there's a lot of great people out there making coffee. Don't get me wrong. I'm not dissing one over the other. I prefer this one. Uh, they were the first to jump on uh, sponsoring my uh, programs, and they sent me some free coffee to try out. And this gun barrel coffee, I'm telling you, is the, it's damn good coffee. It's the schnizzle. It is the schnizzle, guys. Um, you can get CBD oil-infused stuff, which I've used. It's fantastic. Helped me sleep, even though it's coffee. I don't do decaffeinated, all right? That's I, You missed the whole point when you drink decaffeinated. I cannot talk volumes enough about the coffee. I've tried several different versions. They have come out with some new versions. I got a small batch of the bourbon infused uh, when they did that, and it was absolutely glorious. Um, and so please go give Gun Barrel Coffee a look, gunbarrelcoffee.com. Uh, proceeds go to help veterans. You know, I don't think all veterans are... You know, because just like individuals, you know, we, we've got some crazies, but the 99.9% of them are people who deserve our love and our respect, and we need to help them out. Hey, God bless America. God bless you, and I will leave you with this. Drew, thank you for being here as always. Uh, Drew is the man. Thank uh, you, you know where to find You know where to find Drew. He's got his uh, link right there, Living History's Mysteries, as well as the Midwest Parahistorical Society. He's all over YouTube. You will find him. Trust you'll find him. Um, and I want to tell you this, if you cannot be kinder and smarter for the love of God, please be quieter. Okay. Please, please spread that. Cannot be smarter and kinder. Please be quieter. And with that, we are out of here. Everybody, thanks for joining us.